Are you experiencing the contentment in life that you desire, especially during difficult circumstances? Do you have the internal strength necessary to take on life's struggles? Hi, I'm Dennis Metzler, and welcome to The Charge. This is what the Apostle Paul writes in Philippians 4.12-13 in the New International Version. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through Him who gives me strength. God calls us to experience contentment and strength through Christ and provides a way to make it happen. Paul faced hunger, cold, abandonment, arrest, imprisonment, whipping, beating, and even stoning as a result of his faithfulness to proclaim the gospel of salvation in Jesus Christ. We may or may not face persecution for our faith, but we will likely encounter trials in regard to our physical and emotional health, relationships, finances, and work. Here we are tempted to take ethical shortcuts, to doubt God's provision and character, to use worldly means, and to despair. Our times of plenty, when so much seems to go so well, are always welcome, but can nonetheless be occasions when we are tempted to trust in favorable situations, the world's playthings, or our own status, accomplishments, and glory. Both trials and beneficial circumstances can be a real challenge to our faith. But there is a secret, an entrance into a different realm or way of living that is not engulfed by trials nor distracted by blessings. This secret provides the way to contentment and strength. This secret is being in Christ. Through God's miraculous mercy, Christ dwells in us through faith. That contentment is joy and peace and equanimity in the face of any trial or tribulation. That strength is real ability and legitimate power that endures through any circumstances. Above all, this contentment and strength comes through Christ and the gift of the Holy Spirit for us, received through abiding faith. This contentment and strength are laser-focused on one objective, to do the will of God. How then does this new life come to us? We must believe that God wants to give us good gifts in order to make us Christ-like. To believe is to mentally and emotionally inhabit with confidence the vision or notion that we can receive these good gifts that is real contentment and strength through Jesus. Trusting in Christ and experiencing the contentment and strength that he offers does not come automatically. We need to develop a mental and emotional orientation that allows us to receive these gifts. We imagine and long for those things that are truly appealing to us, whether it be an ideal spouse, career, or home, but God has created the faculties of imagination and desire within us, having designed us to ultimately only experience fulfillment through Him. Faith includes both belief and trust. We must believe that Christ dwells in us and wants to give us contentment and strength in order to more perfectly follow Him. We trust that God will make a way. We set our minds on Jesus and the gifts of peace and power, that is, God's strength. We pray for our desire to be set on Him and for that desire to be increased. With spiritual intuition, we cultivate an increased longing to experience that peace that passes all understanding, that nothing impure will sap our strength and deter us from God's mission. And we have hope because Jesus the Messiah, the one who is supremely full of contentment and strength, dwells within us so we can be like Him through faith. 
True faith manifests itself in new patterns of living. We need to take on the disciplines that facilitate contentment and ability. While desire and imagination are foundational in our pursuit of Christ-likeness, deep transformation will not happen over the long run without diligent practice and discipline. We have created habits within ourselves over the years that are contrary to God's will. But now in Christ, new spirit-breathed habits must be established. Our default settings for the way we think, feel, reason, decide, speak, and act all have to be reset. This is a gargantuan undertaking. Fortunately, the scriptures and centuries of spiritual history have provided us with rich and diverse practices to employ in this necessary effort. These include praise and thanksgiving, fasting, centering prayer, contemplative prayer, soaking, reciting, and meditating on memorized scripture, and singing memorized hymns, as well as affirmation of God's character and our identity and authority in Him. I've found prayer and meditation surrounding memorized scripture to be particularly compelling. These disciplines and practices create time and space for the Spirit to transform us, spirit, soul, and body. Because we believe, because we trust, because we know His love for us, we are willing to live a life of sacrifice, disciplining ourselves through various practices in an ongoing basis that we may glorify Christ, enjoying Him in ever-increasing capacity. The disciplined life creates the framework and functionality needed to engage bravely and boldly in all of life's peaks, valleys, and turns, proving the reality of our contentment and strength through Christ. We are called to act decisively in the midst of the obstacles, difficulties, and tensions of the world. Jesus came to love the world close up and engaged, and we must do the same. That means that we present ourselves as peacemakers and place ourselves in situations where the rights of the poor and marginalized need defending without shrinking back. We enter into the midst of the difficulties of life to offer and embody the redemption that Christ died to achieve. Our preparation must be tested. Our character and courage and love must be confirmed. We, as children of the Father, long to see God's power and peace at work within us for the sake of others, and that can only be known under trial. However, our goal is not to test or prove ourselves, but to live and love well. When we seek out the people living on the margins, those most in need, and seek to genuinely offer God's love in word and deed, then the sheer engagement of this activity will reveal what is inside of us, be it contentment or anxiety, strength or cowardice. Christians are not called to seek suffering, but to place themselves in solidarity with those who suffer. That alone will bring plenty of trials into our lives. Yet, we are to remember that engaged and stressful work on behalf of others demands that we daily draw water from the great spiritual reservoir offered by Christ through Sabbath-oriented practices. Jesus himself spent much time alone in prayer with his Father in order to present himself for all-out engagement with the poor and needy, as well as his disciples and the religious power brokers. Even in the midst of the urgencies and stresses of ministry, but especially the pall of death hanging over him, Jesus experienced a life of great peace, joy, and contentment. And he certainly embodied the strength of God, quite ably doing all that the Father called him to do. The Spirit wants to manifest that same contentment and strength in us, whether we are attended by riches, power, prestige, and our own accomplishments, or whether we are being devoured by poverty, loss of a loved one, persecutions, or infirmity. 
As the mind of Christ is being formed within us, we cultivate and direct our imaginations and desires for the sake of the kingdom, setting our faces towards this sometimes arduous but always rewarding life of Christ-centered obedience. God makes proven historic spiritual practices available to us that we may know and experience him more fully. And through our ongoing encounter with our divine creator facilitated by these disciplines, we pursue the life that is grounded and led by Jesus. But God doesn't merely want to improve us or help us to experience a delightful life with him. He calls us into the thick of life's emergencies and problems. We gladly enter into the painful and tragic lives of others with love, looking to show forth the goodness and glory of God. But you, don't be satisfied with a life of anxiety. Don't be satisfied with a life of feebleness. Love God with all your heart, disciplining yourself in the midst of life's difficulties as you manifest the fruit of the Spirit through faith in Christ. I'm Dennis Metzler, and you've been listening to The Charge. We've got a lot more podcasts, so please check them out. Peace to everyone.